Hello everybody and welcome to the Fake Science Podcast. I'm your host Bronte Wilson and I'm here to talk about, in case you hadn't guessed it, fake science. We've been hearing a lot about fake news, but fake news isn't really a new thing. Whether it's intentionally fake, misguidedly wrong, corrupt, innocent, or a failed game of Chinese whispers in the media, news and other information sources have been making the odd mistake for, well, a very long time. A lot of it's a hoax. And as a bit of a science nut, science. one of the things that drives me a bit crazy is fake science news and the potential consequences of the false information. So throughout this podcast series, I'm going to look at what's going on in science news and break down the fake science. Today I'm starting off nice and light and looking at some bite-sized examples of fake science with some common misconceptions and where they came from. And joining me for the first episode of Fake Science, I will be talking common misconceptions with Oliver Scripps. You're listening to Fake Science with Bronte Wilson. So welcome to the Fake Science Podcast. Ollie is an, what was it, amateur science nut? I was just that kid at like 12 who figured out that if you can argue well enough about something, people will give up before you. uh, And it gives you a false sense of security and intelligence. Um, I was that real atheist kid who was like, well, actually, there is no God. I can prove it with math. Um, and and pretty much just hurt people's feelings. Uh, but that morphed into a demon abiding appreciation for the scientific method and just debunking horseshit when possible, but now in a slightly nicer way. See, I was the kid at school that hated science, always talking about how much I hate it, I hate it, it's got nothing to do with me, it's not important in my life, mm. I'm not going to do anything with science. And then I got to university and did a science degree. Yeah. So what we'll do is I've got here a little a little kind of game where I, I've got a hat here and in that I've got a few uh, common misconceptions written down and Ollie and I will take turns pulling them out of a hat and vaguely discussing them and we may or may not be interesting about it. We'll find out. Ollie, you can go first. Yeah. There's not heaps in there. Um, eating chocolate gives you acne. So do you believe that this is true or is this a misconception? It's entirely... False. Um, yeah, it is. If, if that was true or specific to chocolate, then that would require chocolate to have an insane set of properties mm. that shouldn't be in a nut. Well, I don't understand how it would be why chocolate was the thing that was chosen as the thing that gives you acne, considering there are very few ingredients in chocolate that aren't in many other things. Absolutely. Because the whole, one of the arguments about where the misconception came from is attributed to possibly people reading it from premenstrual women, actually. Yes. Uh, the idea that during uh, the woman's menstrual cycle, there's a lot of hormones going up and down, and there's a certain phase where women are more likely to eat comfort food, mm. uh, and this is followed by a period where women are creating a lot more oil and thus, you know, often have breakouts. Absolutely. There's also um, a compound effect of behavior. Mm. Um, somebody who is increasing the intake of chocolate is likely increasing other behaviours or intakes which are negative to the body's immunological system because that's what acne is. It's an immune response to bacteria in the skin. Um, so if you're, for argument's sake, you break up with someone, you start powering down a whole bunch of chocolate, the thing that chocolate does is gives you the oxytocin push, but then that leaves you the next day, so you sort of keep replacing those oxytocin pushes that you require to maintain positive mental health, which is something that you want, and then your wants and needs shift over to the intake of fats and sugars, and you're going out less, you're staying in bed more, that means that your environment is becoming more and more bacteria-heavy, your skin may have more sugars and things on them that we know that bacteria are particularly efficient at breaking down, and thus you can develop acne while eating chocolate but it's not the chocolate it's the eating and the life and the everything that goes around it yeah it's still it persists 
Um, I was listening to the Waking Up with Sam Harris podcast, and they were discussing truth and its importance, and and whether or not a useful lie is better than a truth. And the example that this guy used was uh, porcupines. So there is a misconception that porcupines can throw their quills. Oh. Um, they can't. They they don't do that. However. Were you to believe that to be true, you would act in a fashion around porcupines which makes you less likely to experience harm. So the belief in a non-real fact can be a social positive, which is where I think a lot of the misconceptions that I'm sure we'll get into come from. And that sounds so accurate, actually, because some of the, the misconceptions that I'm thinking of right now, I'm thinking about the ones that do have like a positive outcome. I can, I can think of, of one that we, we'll get into is the um, the idea that you need to drink how much water a day? Yeah, yeah, apparently you're supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day. Absolutely. You have to drink at least eight glasses of water a day. Um, which is not true. No. No. No, it's not. But if you set the self-expectation of drinking eight glasses a day but consistently fail and fail by a half, then you are in fact having a hydrated diet, which is a sum positive. So for, uh, for those that don't know, the idea that you're supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day actually came from um, a 1945 report. Mm. In the report, it did say that you're supposed to consume 2.5 litres of water a day. Mm. And a lot of media outlets, you know, shared that report, but they left out the, the, the follow-on in the report, which was, but most of that is consumed through your mm. food. And the report was based on an adult male in an active field duty with the US Army. And that somehow became a facsimile for all people. Yeah. The amount of water you should drink is essentially until your urine is clear. You can hurt your body by drinking too much water, but it's not as bad as drinking too little water. And also you're getting up and down to piss all the time. Yeah, um, that's, the, that's the one that drives me crazy. Yeah. All right, well, moving on. What, what do we have next? Oh, this one is a massive pet peeve of mine. So aspartame, the artificial sweetener, gives you cancer. See, I used to drink a lot of Coke Zero, and every time I would have one, there's always someone there waiting to say, you know, that's going to give you cancer. Yeah, but if that person's smoking a cigarette, you know. Yeah. Uh, but also, you remember uh, monosodium glutamate, MSG? Yeah. Nothing. It's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. It's a gluten strand. It's not anything. It's just a scary set of letters, like SARS or whatever it is that you want to be afraid of today. It's just people's boredom i think exactly exactly yeah, but so the thing with aspartame and it giving you cancer is um it actually came from a combination of uh, arguments with the fda there was a lot of kind of scandal going on there a lot more than just to do with aspartame but scandal about how the fda were all weren't approving things but then there was also a hoax email chain and that email chain was yeah it was just people trying to say oh my god this is a really dangerous thing the fda have approved it because they want to control you and to control the population or what have you it's, it's the fluoride thing again yeah. is that Fluoride's there to to make us sluggish. Obviously. It's population control, thus sterilizing us. Um, as well as, remember the shock factor and, mm. and the furor around the Fonterra milk having botulism in it. Mm. That created a serious knock-on effect economically. But it was entirely based around people feeling betrayed about a thing they rely on to give them health. I love that people wanted to get all mad about there being botulism in, in the milk, but... People really don't want to let on board the fact that it's been known for a long time that milk isn't as good as everyone seems. Everyone thinks mm. that, you know, oh, milk is an amazing source of calcium, it's great for your bones. Mm. Even though multiple studies mm. have, have found that, no, it's really... Negligible. Nah, yeah. No, it doesn't really make any difference whatsoever to your bones. Nope. Whether you drink milk, whether you don't drink milk, whether mm. you're taking your little calcium pills. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you take a whole bunch of, like, this is the thing with vitamins. Multivitamins are incredible. Lee bullshit. 
<laughs> because all you're paying for is expensive urine. Yeah. Why do you think your piss goes bright orange? Why do you think it smells? <laughs> because you are pissing out magnesium and vitamin C and E and all of these things that you're doing. Yes, there are some people that require these things, but they need to be medicated and moderated by a health mm. professional. Yes. If you have a legitimate tr- nutritionist telling you that you are low in these things after testing your blood, fine, fantastic, that's great. But if you just sort of feel like you might be a bit sluggish... <laughs> Actually, I did just remember another thing, way tying back to back to aspartame. Mm. I just remembered another place that the whole myth like, came from as well was um one largely uh, criticised study where basically what they did was they got a bunch of rats and they gave them the equivalent of more than a thousand cans worth of aspartame mm. a day for a few months, and then at the end of that they found that some of the older rats had a slightly increased propensity towards tumorous growth. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't be drinking a few thousand cans of fizzy drink a day. Well, this is this is the other the other side of of all of these sort of false facts is that you have to always ask we bono who is performing the test, who is a scientist performing the test, what is their history, what is their company, who funds their company, and that's that's the thing. <laughs> Any hoozle. Oh, do you ha- would you like to take another one from the hat? Let's do that. There you go. What have we got? When you have a cold or flu, take antibiotics. Oh, and that one's a really big problem these days. Absolutely. Uh, MRSA is a huge problem and only growing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's medicine-resistant. Staph? Yeah, staphylococcus. What's the A? Aurelis? Yeah, so um, antibiotics, when you have a cold or flu, uh, it's not going to help anyone. Colds and flus are viral infections. Antibiotics target bacterial infections. You can tell because it says biota. Biota meaning living or um, organism. So taking my antibiotics, all that will do is denude your body of its normal flora and fauna. Um, your Which body can, is, in fact, hinder the recovery period. Your, your body is entirely packed full of bacteria. There's about a pound and a half of bacteria in your mm. body at all times. There's more bacterial cells in a human being than human cells. Absolutely. But that's because bacterial cells are really, really small. Absolutely. <laughs> we are a caravan of those biota. And when you take antibiotics, you are denuding your body of those things. And that's why we now have big problems with antibiotic resistance, because our... It's essentially, when you don't take a full course of antibiotics, you are essentially immunizing bacteria against that antibiotic because of the response to learn how not to be killed that all living things tend to have. If you don't kill almost every single last one of these bacteria they will know what you've used against them in the same way that we will inject somebody with a dead or crippled version of a virus or bacteria that we want them to be immune to. Um, that, That creates a situation in which we are having this arms race with bacteria. That's a problem. So, yeah, so don't take antibiotics when you have not been told that you need them. And if you are told that you need them, take every last one. I think then here endeth the lesson. Yeah, I think that's a good place to, to call it. Well, so thank you very much for having me. It's, thank uh, you very much for joining me to talk about... Things. Just things. Yeah. This is Fake Science with Bronte Wilson. Thank you all for listening to Fake Science. I hope you enjoyed learning that you don't need that eighth glass of water, chocolate won't cause acne, and basically don't believe everything you see on the internet. Check out the sources of information, dig a little deeper, even ask an expert, but don't hug a porcupine just because it won't stab you. And most importantly, like and subscribe to Fake Science and stay tuned for next week's episode for a look at what Fake Science has to say about climate change. 
In breaking news, scientists have restored Pluto's status as a planet after discovering it just looked small because it was super far away.